Midlife does not necessarily mean what we think it means. It does kind of have this negative stigma around it, but there's been a ton of research done about how the things that we think are true about us and the way things have to change for us in midlife really are not true at all. We've kind of been sold a bill of goods here, and that's what I want to talk about today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife where we talk about past hangups, regrets, guilt, and how the ups and downs have made us into the resilient women we are today. We talk about what to let go of, how to move on, and how to do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing well today. Another crispy fall day, my favorite. Getting close to Thanksgiving if you're listening to this live as it dropped. If not, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Beautiful time of year. Um, My favorite time, actually, as we approach the Christmas holiday. Just, I don't know, just everything feels possible, I guess, is what it seems like. Anyway, today I want to talk about the things that we think about midlife and the I guess assumptions that we make about what has to happen to us and our bodies and our minds as we get a little bit older. And I want to give you 10 reasons to get really excited about midlife and it'll help you sort of reframe this ride that you're about to go on. So there was a psychologist named Orville Gilbert Brim and he said that midlife, the years between 30 and 70, it's a big gap there, um, It's the least charted territory in human development. So when you think about that and then you hear all the things that you hear about midlife, you think, well, why do I hear all these things? And really, there hasn't been a ton of um, exploration done in this area until more recently. But he was the head of this over 10-year-long research project on midlife development and the research kind of uncovered some data on the stereotypes of some of the midlife issues that we have like the midlife crisis menopausal distress and empty nest and most of the news is pretty good and I'm totally bought in because I personally am not going down without a fight on this Elliot Jacques coined the term uh, midlife crisis in 1965, and he said that the basic achievement of midlife is for us to move beyond youthful idealism to what he called contemplative pessimism, which sounds super spot on. He argued that middle age is when we reach maturity by overcoming our denial of death. Well, Dr. Jacques, uh, that seems pretty accurate. Um, I often talk about my, gosh, my morbid fear of death. Like I think about it and I'm just like, oh, here it is. It's right around the corner. And it's, it's been really a scary thing as I've gotten older. I just think about it. Um, I'm like, no, this can't, I got, I have so much left to do. I have so much left to see. My kids got to have babies. Like there's so much. And, you know, as time goes on, there's just an acceptance and a maturity where you say, this is my life right now. I'm gonna be 100% in it. 
And God willing, I'll have the opportunity to have a very full rest of my life where a lot of wonderful things are going to happen, but I'm not going to be afraid. And that has slowly happened to me. Like, I do think about it, but it doesn't, it's not the way it was before where um, I'm in denial or it really kind of scares me. Carl Jung offers a little bit of a different point of view, and I like this one a little bit better. He argues that midlife is when previously suppressed aspects of our psyche become more integrated. Now, this is where it gets super interesting to me, you guys. So men, in his opinion, could recover more of their unconscious feminine side during their midlife, or it's called the anima, which has been buried for all this time up until this point. And then women come alive to their hidden masculine side, the animus. So the animus, the unconscious masculine side of a woman and the anima, the unconscious feminine side of a man. And then we are able to more, sorry, more tap into those as we get into midlife. That's kind of our instinct. The idea of being free to tap into those buried parts of your psyche is really really intriguing to me and I didn't realize that that might have been what was going on for me as I kind of began this midlife awakening but I think it's the truth and among the other things that have changed I do feel like there is a little bit of a tapping into some unbridled confidence um kind of breaking away from any feeling of shame having a really good sense of strength and even more resilience I've always been resilient but I feel like it's really more coursing through my veins right now and I kind of like it so here are some truths that I think are going to help you maybe flip your thinking on what you may be afraid of or actually going through in midlife that you feel is inevitable Uh, But these things are the truth to what you maybe have thought the opposite of what you had thought before. These are the actual truth. So as you get older, these things are true, even though you may have heard the opposite. That's what I'm trying to say. So number one, that you're able to meet challenges. Getting older obviously means that you've gone through your fair share of shit, you know, in the moment. You might have felt knocked down. You might have even had a little ding in your self-esteem. But what those little roadblocks and hurdles were doing was really putting a little bit more into your coping skills, putting another notch in your coping belt, if you will. So as you get older, you're much more able to go with the flow because you've raised kind of this tolerance threshold through dealing with the variety of cards that life has dealt you. So we really kind of take that for granted because think of all the stuff that you've gone through by the time you're at this point in your life. And they don't happen without a positive, right? So these negative things, these hurdles, these roadblocks, these things that you overcome, there's always a positive that comes out of it. And in this case, it's your ability to cope with more things. And thank God, because as you get older, there are more things to cope with. So it's kind of magically beautiful that as you get older and you deal with more, it's actually building your tolerance. So that's 
number one of things that actually get better as you go through your midlife. You're able to meet challenges. Number two, there is an insignificant decline in cognitive skills. So a lot of times we think, oh, well, you know, there's so much we need to do. We need to read. We need to play chess. We need to do a puzzle. We need to do all these things because there's just such a sharp cognitive decline. But actually, it's not really that significant. There's a psychologist named Sherry Willis, and she wrote a book called Life in the Middle. And she did some really good research on this. And I want to read you just a little part of uh, what's in the book. It says, people at midlife score higher on almost every measure of cognitive functioning than they did when they were 25. Verbal ability, numerical ability, reasoning, and verbal memory all improve by midlife. The only ability that declines between 25 and midlife is perceptual speed. In other words, the ability to quickly and accurately perform such tasks like whether two zip codes are identical. So like when you look at two numbers and you're like, okay, are these identical? It just takes a little bit longer. So that little bit of speed of perception really is the only thing that declined. There is bad news. There is a hint of decline in cognitive functioning by the second half of middle age. So that's when it kind of starts. Like 50s to early 60s, that's when it more so actually starts to go a little bit more. But still, they were really, really minor. Statistically, not really significant. But they kind of conform to your own sense about your own abilities. So people that believe that their abilities are declining, their things actually did decline. Their ability to do things actually did decline. But they are still well above what they were in young adulthood. So that's kind of creepy. Like in the sense, like we hear so much um, about how our minds just start to go and we really have to work hard. And yes, that there is evidence of that, but it's really insignificant. So I think about my mom who's, you know, 90 and it's just like she's so sharp in so many ways, sharper than I am. Like you could ask her, you know, about a series of numbers and it would be like, well, wait, then how much would that be? And she just, boom, she knows it. And I think, wow. So it's not necessarily true and it's not a trap we have to fall into. So it's something, in my opinion, something to be super excited about. The decline in cognitive skills is pretty insignificant. Number three, wisdom is real. It's not that you would have ever denied this, but with all of the negative stuff you hear about aging, we might actually forget, but with age comes wisdom and it's true. And just like the coping wisdom comes from going through a variety of challenging, difficult experiences and having to learn a few things the hard way. So life is a great professor, which in turn makes you a great professor. So wisdom is definitely real. Another thing that happens in midlife, you appreciate the irony in life. This comes from a better ability to laugh at yourself. First of all, this is super attractive and fun to be around. Uh, It takes life's uh, stressful situations and um, makes them a little bit more, you know, tolerable. You appreciate things that happen in life 
many times are stupidly ironic. And as you age, you're going to start to see the humor in them and appreciate how God sometimes likes to toss in a few little unexpected plot twists just to keep things exciting. But as you get older, you start to appreciate that. Uh, It doesn't just throw you down for a body slam like, you know, my daughters will have something happen and it really flips what they wanted to do on its head and they just like are down for the count. And it's just like, okay, that's not that big of a deal. And believe me, at that age, I might have thought that too, that it was the end of the world. But as you get older, you start to see, oh, that was funny the way that happened. Um, And you just are getting better all the time at seeing the irony and having an ability to laugh at certain things in your life. Next, you don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Not everything is a big deal. And by midlife, you know it. Um, It makes you a more fun person. It makes others come to you when they need to dial down their own extreme heightened emotions. Cue the offspring in your life. (laughs) It's really a great feeling to know how you are able to kind of calm the inner firestorm before it even starts. And even though this may not have been a thing that you could do when you were younger, you're definitely getting better at it as you get older. So that's a positive you don't sweat the small stuff. And I remember I had that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And oh my gosh, I just thought, well, that's easier said than done. Like, there are no small things. Everything's a big thing. But as you get older, you realize, heck yeah, there's a lot of small stuff. So next, you're not afraid to buck the status quo. So what used to matter doesn't really matter that much anymore. Things that used to be a big deal are just not. And Um, let's say like you used to care about what other people think or about your actions or the way you dress or your beliefs you won't care about that much anymore and that's part of the beauty of getting older too and getting really comfortable in your own skin you are also okay with lowering your expectations Um, love this have done this for many years I think I did this before it was fashionable there's really nothing wrong with being realistic especially you know at this stage of the game so why not keep things really easily attainable lower the bar a little bit that way your life is full of these little wins and not constantly in pursuit of things that are just harder to get Setting easier goals and then being able to reach them is a really good boost to your mindset and it keeps you moving with forward momentum. So just instead of these giant goals and these big proclamations of what you're going to do and what your life's going to be like, just lower your expectations down. Chunk those bigger things into littler things and then each time you're able to make a win, take the win. Put it in the W column. You did it. Take a baby step. More waking hours. This is a good one uh, and really timely because I slept about zero hours last night. I don't know what was going on. I kept thinking, what did I have? Did I have coffee? Did I have tea? Nothing. I didn't have either of those things. Um, I just did not uh, go to sleep. And I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to get up nice and early and get some things done, which fine, that's fine. Uh, You have more waking hours when you are getting older. You sleep less. And it gives you a little bit more time to tick some things off your bucket list. Why not? I mean, yeah, I kept worrying uh, and stressing like, you know, today's a work day and like I'm going to be so tired. But the reality is, listen, man, once you're up, you're up. And so what? 
it's another day. You'll get through it. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to be asked to do surgery today, thank God. Um, so I can pull it together and get through a work day. And tonight, uh, I'm going to watch a little TV and I'm going to go to sleep. And hopefully it'll be better tonight, but that's okay. That's one thing that, you know, just knowing that you have a little bit of extra time and being happy about it, that's the point I reached last night where I was like, okay, at this point, I'm going to just be up and then I'm going to get up super early. I'm going to have all this time to do all these things. Just knowing that actually kind of helps you get over the anxiety about the fact that you're not sleeping at all. Because, yeah, while you need it, you must not need it that bad or you'd be asleep by now, right? Your body is just saying, I mean, I'm okay. I'm good. I did take a little bit of a, I don't know what happened. I fell asleep on the couch for probably 25 minutes before I went to bed, but I don't know. I didn't think that should have done it, but it did. So more time awake to do more things. So that's a good thing too. Past setbacks are a colorful part of you now. So another great thing about midlife is that you're going to see those past setbacks and mistakes and whatever you're calling your failures and they're just part of your story you're not going to look to hide them but you're more likely now to tell your story because you've gotten past so many things and you're still here to tell the story so that's good any story of resilience and overcoming obstacles those things are much more interesting than those stories of people who just got everything right on the first try and had no challenges and had no issues and didn't have to adapt to any hard shit wear those struggles like a bad badge of honor because others actually appreciate that kind of openness and vulnerability and humility and you just might be inspiring someone so as you get older just allow those setbacks to just be a colorful part of you part of the wonderful you that you are now And finally, you're more confident than ever. Whether this is you tapping into your animus or anima, something is changing and you're probably feeling a little bit more at ease, kind of letting yourself uncover it. You don't have any problem showing up in more vulnerable ways. You recognize that you don't have to fit into a certain box or set of defined circumstances or behaviors. And if you are tapping into the animus the masculine side like i think i did and i mentioned earlier that's a great thing um you know being able to say to yourself well a man right now would rock right into here knowing the story about his life and have no issue just plowing right through his day talking about it and having really no shame Uh, about the fact that maybe his life doesn't look exactly like someone else's but as women there's just so much pressure you know you're in a room and everybody's you know maybe everybody's married and you're not and it's just like oh there's so much pressure a man wouldn't think twice about that or if they do they certainly don't let it impact the time that they're having where a woman may more so kind of feel a little bit in her shell about that being the situation it's happened to me a few times but that's when i'm already feeling already a little bit weakened but as a rule now i do feel that i've kind of crossed over to where you know what i don't have to hide things i'm not gonna uh, be have any shame over the fact that my life looks a little bit different than someone else's and neither should you midlife is a really glorious time i say this all the time and it just takes some time to really 
realize it. I always think like, oh, I'm on the downhill slope. You know, here we go. Uh, second half, just waiting to wither away, but not really so much anymore. When you think about these 10 things that are actually beautiful things about midlife, they're the bright side of it, then you don't really have to feel like that anymore. Allow yourself to explore, to tap in, to be open to your shortcomings and just like really have some fun. It's okay, tell your story. Tell your story because honestly, what you think is going on with other women out there and it looks like, oh my God, they just everybody just has their shit together. It's not really the case and we actually know it by this point. That's why peer pressure sort of declines uh, also as we get older because when you're in junior high, you don't feel that way. You feel that everyone actually does have their shit together and you're the oddball. But as you get older and you start to talk to other people that are in your same, you know, range, you see that everybody's got their shit in their life. Everybody does. And no one has the corner on having a perfect life. Everybody has things that they deal with. I want everybody to have a perfect life. I'm not sitting here saying, see, we all suck. It's not that. What I'm saying is that as you get older, you just realize there is no person no utopia out there that we're, we're trying to measure up to that other people have and you don't. Everybody is kind of dealing and handling and managing things in their life. So I would just encourage you to really see the good in this time, to embrace that confidence that you're starting to feel. Really spew out that wisdom because you actually have it, you know? You have more hours when you're awake, so get up and go do some stuff. Buck the system, buck the status quo, all those things. You see that there are positives in this journey that are actually going to make this part really fun and really quality, and it's going to make you feel like you're actually more now who you have really are deep inside. You're more who you've wanted to be now than you've ever been before and even though you think in your 30s maybe let's say early 40s like you you finally like oh that's when you came into your own I really kind of think that's crap I think it's actually later than that and if you're only in that age group now and you feel like that that's great but just know that it's even going to get better that you're going to actually be more coming into your own the older you get so just allow yourself to really soak this in and have some fun and appreciate this midlife journey it's it's not all bad and you know there are some things that just aren't true that we have thought are true and sometimes they play with our mind a little bit so just jump in the car and drive sister just have some fun believe that what you have is a great thing to offer others and and really get fired up and reframe this joyride that you're on in midlife okay that is all i have for you today friends i hope you have a great rest of your day and i'll see you next time hey friends if you enjoyed the podcast today hop on and give us a five-star review leave a comment, ask a question, anything you want. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks.